0: Hey, rock stars. I'm JB, expert salesperson and master presenter. I'm the doctor, psychologist, and behavioral expert. This is the Entrepreneur Mastery Lab Podcast.
1: We're high-performance coaches that help service-based professionals and entrepreneurs take their skills to the next level. 70% of
0: entrepreneurs fail, which is why every week we have real talk with real entrepreneurs to help ensure you are not one of them.
1: We're also the inventors of the Be Rich Mindset where we rise to mastery, inspire greatness, celebrate knowledge, and help others along the way. So join us in the lab. And now, on to the show.
0: Welcome back to the lab. I'm JB. And I'm the doctor. If this is your first time joining us, thank you, thank you, thank you. We are, as you've heard, high-performance coaches and consultants. We love to chat with other professionals and have real talk and real conversations pumped to be here again thanks for joining it if you haven't like subscribe follow uh we're very grateful for all of our listeners who are coming back you're the reason we keep doing this and uh we want to spread the word so get out there like subscribe follow give us some love and give us a five-star review yeah do all those things all of them right now right this second don't don't delay right don't procrastinate we talk about that
1: don't we doc yeah, get it done while you're thinking about it. <laughs> <laughs> so it is the Deuce Deuce. I'm I'm doubling down on this. If you haven't caught on to all our listeners, the Deuce Deuce is how we're going to represent 2023. Third week in a row. It, it's been the Deuce Deuce. We're living in it, man. We're loving it. But I'm not loving is how crowded the gym and orange theory has been lately. All these people that are beginning of the year are going to become healthy all of a sudden they're taking out my equipment it's just very annoying i can't wait till february when everyone falls off officially i actually have seen we talked about it last episode like the that two-week mark i have seen a little bit of fall off so it's not as bad as it was like the first two weeks which were very very annoying um but we're getting to that point where all those people that signed up are going to be going into that standard pay and never show up kind of contract
0: Man, you, I'm, I'm telling you, I'm telling everybody out there, you, got, you all got to start doing what I'm doing. Just just go outside, get some sandbags and some weights and work out in some grass outside. You don't have to worry about taking up space or somebody using your equipment. Just carry your sandbag with you. You're good. Be crazy. <laughs> <laughs> That's my message to everybody: just be crazy, right? You don't have so to. So, anybody that
1: goes to the gyms or or, or industry that I go to, please follow JB's advice and get. The <laughs> there. I've got you, Doc. I'm looking out for you, man. But who I don't want to get out of here, who actually want to come in, is our guest. So I think we're ready to introduce. What do you think, JB?
0: Yeah, let's uh let's bring him on board. I'm pretty excited. We've got Mr. Eric Co from Hop In Technologies. Eric, what's up, man? Thanks for joining us in the show.
2: Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure.
0: Man, uh, you know, I, I was saying earlier, uh, I feel like you're, you're a unique guest for our show. You know, we talk to a lot of individual entrepreneurs, a lot of solopreneurs, a lot of coaches and service-based professionals, and people are out there representing, um, you know, as, as a real estate agent, as a, as a financial planner, or as a, a loan officer, It it's, it's neat to have a conversation with somebody who has a very different unique business and background that you're running there so do us a favor man let our listeners know what what the heck is Hopin technologies
2: um Hopin technologies is a logistics software that we designed um we've designed it for transportation and uh we we have a main focus on helping people get to work helping companies hire helping extend transit uh and just kind of improve the efficiency of everyday travel through our our software and logistics so
0: I, I got to ask, man, that's, that's like, that is such a foreign thing for me to think of. Like it would never in a million years cross my mind to be like, wow, there's, there's a, there's a huge need here. And there's a, business. how did you come up with this?
2: Honestly, so we were 24, my best friend and I, when we started this, um, we just hated commuting to work. <laughs> uh, I'm sure everybody has or, or will at some point, right? Well, hopefully not in the future with us, but um yeah we hated it we were we were coming across the toronto area um you know i was taking two buses and a train every day um Plus I had that weird experience where I was actually walking uphill, both ways to get home, you know? <laughs> to come from home and get home. It was uphill. All right, ways.
1: grandpa. So it was you and my dad. Okay. Yeah. <laughs>
2: um, and my, my co-founder, he's driving across the highway every day. And it's like, if he left five minutes later than he usually would, he'd be an hour late for work. I kid you not. Um, so we just wanted to solve this problem. And, and we've had, you know, several iterations or several failures you could say over the past four years, but um, we started with a hitchhiker app. It was like a virtual thumb in the air. And if someone's driving by, they see it on the app and they can stop and pick you up. And uh, we had zero signups and like the most negative feedback ever. Um, <laughs> it was it was abysmal. Uh, <laughs> then, so we went back to the drawing board and said, okay, maybe we should go take some courses, learn how to build a business and actually make a go at this.
1: Sounds like all you were missing was the white van with free candy on the side.
2: <laughs> you know what? We actually got kicked out of a few malls. We got uh like six month bans from some of the malls around Toronto for for surveying too much there.
0: That's awesome. I love that. And uh I, I like to think Doc, you're probably right. If you just had a van with candy, you would have had great reviews.
2: Either or
1: wound up on some sort of list. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I'll take that back to the marketing team and see what they think. Oh
0: man. <laughs> So, so you and your best friend, which is which is pretty unique, you know. You you'll hear people say that partnerships are like failed, like they're they're just doomed from the get go. You can't possibly run a business with a partnership, which is a it's bullshit, right? Uh, I'm curious though, uh, has has have you felt like your relationships deepened since you guys started doing business together, or do you just uh, have has it created some tension in the relationship? Just kind of curious for our listeners.
2: No, he's always been mean to me. So, <laughs> um, No, the funny thing is it hasn't changed at all. Like we, I think we were, our friendship is unique and it was kind of meant for us to be business partners as well because we've always been perfectly candid with each other. Um, there's really never any hard feelings. Like I don't think either of us ever assume that someone's coming from a bad place. Um, yeah, it's actually stayed pretty much exactly the same. The only thing now is we, we carve out time in the calendar. and We actually label it friend time. Nice. There's work time and friend talk. Dude, that's nice.
0: You see, Doc, we are doing something wrong.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I love that idea. I, I love that idea of it. Did right, he just so- assume we were friends? That's a pretty big <laughs> assumption. Wow. <laughs> and yeah, th- th-
0: mind blown here. I'm, I'm not going to take offense. I'm not. You're, you're not going to bait me, man. It's not happening today, Doc. Uh. All right. So, so Eric, you, you wanted to solve the problem. And it, it's mm-hmm. like, hey, it's super personal problem. It's like we're scr- we're screwed in our commute. We got to fix it. Uh you had that first iteration come out and, and yeah, you know, failed abysmally. Um what next? Kind of how did it evolve mm-hmm. to where it is today? And what what is it really today? <laughs> like if, if I were a layman and and you were just like, hey, this is kind of what we have done to solve the problem, what is it?
2: So well, I'll preface by saying, uh, I think I mentioned we went back and did a bunch of courses. So we got a few design thinking certifications. We got mentors at the incubators and accelerators all around. Um, we went into full learning mode for about six months and we spent eight hours a day for six months every day reading articles, learning about the industry, taking the courses and things. Um, we thought, OK, if we're going to do this, we really need to, to hunker down and do that first. Um, you know, fast forwarding to today. I think the, the problem that we've stumbled upon now and we, we believe is the core of, of the issue in commuting is really more to do with planning and economic development actually. Um, so there's levels to how we can solve this, right, and, and our ultimate goal is actually to help build some really cool software and tech, uh, like machine learning software for urban planning and economic development. Um, what we're doing now, I guess, mm-hmm. if uh, it just looks like a normal shuttle from the user perspective. Um, we were building apps, so there's mobile apps and there's web apps for you. Uh, you know, in the morning, it'll tell you, this is your schedule. Here's the bus that you're getting on. Here's the pickup point, kind of like Uber or transit app, right? Um, But on our end, that's where all the, I guess the magic happens, Um, because we want to make it seem like it's the same experience for you in terms of the the user experience, right? We we don't want to change things because people are used to a certain way of of behaving or, or doing this. Um so for you, it's literally that. You you see your schedule, you meet the bus at the at the stop. It might be a nicer bus than you're used to. We we use a lot of coach buses with Wi-Fi on them. Um but um but on our end, what we're doing is we're we're actually serving employees of the companies that we sign with. Um we're understanding their commuting patterns, understanding kind of why they're moving, because we're we're really interested in the why of of uh commuting. And we'll plug that into our backend system. It creates these customized routes, it creates these, these schedules um, based on how people are moving, why they're moving, uh, and we do change it in real time. So if you're adding a bunch of employees and you're your recruiting as a company, we can just fill them in as they come and, uh, and it'll adjust the routes accordingly.
0: Dude, very, very, very cool. So the first thing I'm gonna say, man, is uh yeah, you're welcome to come down to Florida. We could use some of that <laughs> system development here. If you've ever sat at a stoplight here in Florida, um you never quite know if you're at a stop or if somebody's just gonna start going uh, or, or never stop at all. Um, but they're they're atrocious. So I could I could appreciate kind of the hey, if we're gonna step back and really try to tackle the problem, there, there's a mm-hmm. bigger systemic issue at play here beyond just providing a, a a service. Um I gotta ask, man, this is this is really just I, I would have never thought to ask this question. It's it, and I, I don't mean to steer the conversation with this, but I'm very curious. COVID dramatically changed the way people worked. And mm-hmm. you know, the the ability to be remote has now skyrocketed. So did you have to shift what you're we're doing with your platform and your service because of that has it influenced what you're
2: doing moving forward um I wouldn't even say major pivots uh for if anything it just helped us validate even more what we thought um, nice. so yeah there were there were tech companies and banks and other other companies like that that were thinking about signing up with us um because we do sell b2b but um our core has always been kind of manufacturing, food processing, you know, OEM or advanced manufacturing. Um, and with COVID, you kind of double down on that because they still have to get to work. They, they can't work from home, right? So gotcha. yeah, we, we kind of leaned into that business model a little bit more. The only pivot I'd say is we partnered up with a health tech company to offer uh, contact tracing. Um, you know, we couldn't carry as many people on the bus. We offer, uh, we supply PPE to them as well um our drivers just do a check to make sure you know your mask is on properly that you are sanitizing that you are social distancing but um those are all really minor right the core business model actually it proved to be even more useful in COVID.
0: i well i imagine so right because you, to, to your point you're talking about well you can't do this work remote right <laughs> you, you don't have <laughs> the equipment or the machine like this needs to be done at a processing facility or at a plant uh there, there's a lot of businesses where you just you need to be there Is the model uh, is the model more urban based? Is it more rural kind of where where do you see that sweet spot?
2: It's more rural based. Um, We don't allude to being able to help in the major cities, right? In the cores, Uh, you know, you're not gonna get a car into a metropolitan core or even a bus and tell me that it's more efficient, right? (laughs) Russia. (laughs) Um, So we look at areas where transit is a bit less accessible, um where a lot of those manufacturers are kind of locating their their factories or their work sites uh you'll see the clusters of industrial parks or office parks there so i'd say like suburban to rural is kind of where we we hit our our stride um and again this is kind of where it goes back to the economic development right because there's a lot of decentralization of the population going on right now right people are not just going to the one terminal station downtown and working in that core anymore uh, people aren't living there anymore but transit you know, it's doing its best. It's publicly funded. It can't serve all the needs of all the people, all the businesses, everything. Uh, so we're just kind of here to help with that, that, that transition piece into building these new cities that are kind of outside the course, right? With economic development, helping the businesses come up, there, helping them recruit and hire, bring their employees out there. Eventually people start to move in, eventually transit starts to implement itself a bit more. Uh, and we're in a position because we've collected all this data as well to kind of advise the the agencies on where they should be building bus lines or or, or trains or or trams whatever it is
0: and cir- circling back a little bit eric i hope, hope you don't mind uh you spent you said you spent six months eight hours a day <laughs> just just learning after that after that first iteration hey this isn't working we've got to get this figured out um can you just personally share a little bit about dealing with the Patience factor you need to have with that. Are you normally a patient person? Is that really tough for you? Uh, yeah. I would like be freaking out, man.
2: I'd be like, oh my gosh. Yeah, I'm. I'm not a patient person. You can ask anybody in my life. um But that, <clears throat> I think, uh, I have to attribute a lot of it to sports. And I think we talked about this a bit before, but. Uh, I grew up playing a ton of sports. My uh, my co-founder actually went to James Madison in Virginia and played soccer there on a D1 scholarship. Um, So we kind of we took that mentality and said, look, we're in training camp mode right now. And as much as it sucks and as impatient as we are, we need to sit in my parents basement for eight hours a day, seven days a week and just read and research. You know, we need to go out to the, the courses and things and just sit there and listen and learn. So we went into full training camp mode for about six months. Wow. I mean, I I'm super impressed
0: by that. A, it it takes a, a certain level of dedication to to do that. But B, I think it's just the self awareness, Eric, of being able to turn around and go, man, we're not ready. You know, mm-hmm. as, as much as we're we're excited to do something and we see a, a a problem and a need that that should be solved, we've got some we've got some learning to do before we're gonna be able to actually step in and do something here. I think a lot of people Ooh. miss that in business, right? You know, it's, it's fine to see a problem and try to solve for a problem, but are you ready to do it, right? Do you really understand Ooh. what you need to do to get there? That, that's very interesting. Any, anything specific that stood out to you as, Hey, this was one of the best lessons I learned during that time. Is there anything that really set itself apart?
2: How much time do you have? <laughs> a <lot> of <laughs> um, I'd say one of the most important lessons, and, and this seems obvious, I think now is, is just listening to your customers, mm-hmm. um, because we kept building products that were like it was getting closer each time to what they wanted. But we kept building products that they didn't need. It was it was cool and it was nice to have. But, you know, we weren't building a lifestyle business. We, we were trying to build something essential. Um, so I think understanding kind of building something that you need as opposed to just a nice to have was was the big lesson there. And then from that, you have to listen to the customer, right? When you survey people, you really have to listen to what they're saying and what they need.
1: Listening to people. Wow. I can't imagine how that would ever help. <laughs> and just to be clear, I was, I was taking notes
0: while I was listening. I swear I, was, I wasn't distracted. I was actually taking notes. Listen to the customer. I wrote that down right here. I swear. Uh, <laughs>
2: It always feels so, so stupid to say it now, but it just, you know, at the time, you're like, you're looking at what you're building, you're like, this is really cool. Everyone's gonna love it. And then it hits market. And you're like, this, this was not a good idea.
1: Uh, proof of concept is really important. It's, a, you know, just because we think something's great. Everyone is different. Um, mm-hmm. So they're sure there's probably someone else that, out there that will think it's great, too. But is it enough people that, you know, can sustain a business? And that's where that listening to the customer and getting that proof of concept is really, really important.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and, it, and it does go back to kind of, you know, keeping to the sports a little bit, you know, it's it's blocking and tackling, right? I mean, it's the basics. Right? Yep. <laughs> you got to kind of have the basics down and it's a super simple concept. Listen to your customer, know what they want mm-hmm. uh, and, and bring that to market. Sometimes the simple stuff is the hardest to do a lot of times. Yeah,
2: yeah. Well, it's, it's the patients too, right? Because we had to sit there and listen, sit through all the surveys and data. Um, you know, we went back and forth for, for you know, over a year trying to figure out exactly what they wanted.
0: Well, I, I think the doc and I can appreciate that, you know, the, the first year we worked together was purely determining exactly what our messaging was going to be and our, and our branding and who we were going to work with and help. And, you know, it's not that the need wasn't there. We knew the need was there. You know, we had Mm -hmm. years of experience in our other businesses knowing that, but it's actually, you know, taking the time to work through that, that, you know, our whole first year, we didn't, we didn't try to sell a thing as a business. We just, we just try to make sure that whatever (laughs) we were going to sell would get bought. It's the yep. important thing.
2: Well, We, we started and we officially incorporated in May of 2018. And I think we got our first sale in uh, September of 2020. Wow. So yeah. We, we really didn't sell anything for two years. So
0: that that's that doesn't shock me, though. I, I mean, it, it really does. Overnight successes just never exist. I I, I mean, it no. just takes time to develop something. Uh and, and if you can afford to wait and you have the patience, it, you're probably gonna bring a much better product to market. I, it, it's pretty awesome. So tell me a little bit about kind of where, where you guys are today. You just recently started to expand, right?
2: Yeah, we um, we were actually in Barcelona back in November for the uh, World Smart Cities Conference. We went with the, the Canadian delegation there. Um, yeah, the tech that we're designing, uh, you know, we didn't know for a few years, but it was getting into smart cities. <laughs> and then we, uh, we discovered the whole smart city industry in the realm and, and uh, started to jump into accelerators with uh, like with our own Trade Commissioner Services from Canada, they got us into this mission. It was really cool. We discovered that Europe, it, it, I'll say Western Europe, I don't know uh, about the rest of it yet, uh, we will soon, but um, Western Europe is just so far ahead of the rest of us um they are looking at smart city technology and smart mobility technology that that we're talking about still you know they're implementing it um we are we're really trying to become active there in and i'd say southern europe right now um but we also are uh, are expanding of course of the states you're you're directly below us so it makes sense to always go out there right and uh, and i think i think the us generally tends to have the same problems or similar problems to to Canada right just maybe a bigger scale <laughs> the bigger populations but yeah we're we're kind of getting all over the place now um Europe U, the U.S we're looking at South America as well um and I think 2022 we're going to see a lot of international growth
0: can you can you elaborate a little bit more on the smart city <clears throat> I guess industry or concept be as a layperson I, I've never heard it before I could guess at mm. what it is but I'd prefer to hear from you Basically, JB is just saying he's old and doesn't understand. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ignorant, man. I'm ignorant. I'm not. Don't don't call me old,
1: dude. Oh, cool.
0: <laughs> come on, man.
1: I mean, there you might be some of our listeners that don't understand it. Is, is that better, JB? There Thank you. That they're like me. They're just they're yeah. curious. They're, they're not curious, Doc.
2: Well, the cool thing about smart city is like I don't know if you heard about uh, Google Sidewalk Labs um they're up in new york they were in toronto they're just implementing like wi-fi across the city right they're they're looking at uh new innovative ways to construct buildings um using software technology to be more inclusive towards people with disabilities right people from underserved populations um but then smart city can also be something as simple as the bluetooth in your car now that's a smart technology right uh, google home google nest it's all smart home and smart technology so I, I think it's really just the incorporation of any degree of software uh, into the existing infrastructure of how we live. That, I think that's the best way to describe it.
0: Well, okay. And to take it a step further, then, you, you <clears> mentioned <throat> Europe is implementing a lot of the stuff that we're only even talking about over here mm-hmm. in the Americas. Can, can you give us some examples, like some real-world examples that you, <clears throat> you're seeing where you're going <throat> like, wow, I, that, that needs to come? Mm-hmm.
2: I mean, I can I can speak mostly to mobility because that's of course my space. But um, <clears throat> looking at the autonomous drone technology, autonomous vehicles, uh, you know, on the road. Um, looking at clean tech as well, like hydrogen fuel buses and, and electric vehicles. Um, we're meeting with a company that does hydrogen fuel right now, and it's they just started. It's kind of experimental. Uh, I was speaking to a lady from Latvia, and she said, "Yeah, we have two plants outside of one of the big cities and." they fuel everything. And we're ready to go anytime you want to bring buses there for that. Uh, And I was sitting there like, holy, (laughs) I I don't even know how to how to begin with that.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's, that's pretty wild, man. So like the the journey here, okay, let's fix a commuting problem to now being immersed in this smart city world. Has your you and your partner's vision has it has it shifted broader to, to the greater impact I, I, you're, I you're obviously digging into the layers behind the problem and, and mm-hmm. saying okay hey the problem is really a symptom of something deeper uh have you found that just your focus on something greater has expanded because of I call it a rabbit hole you've started to go down I mean it's, it's really interesting
2: I, I think the while well, separate the the mission and the methodology I guess um the methodology yeah it's definitely changed right we're learning something every day about it but the mission is the same as it always was um we want to help people commute we want to help cities expand uh we have a focus on environmental impacts so reducing carbon emissions and getting people to to stop driving on their own um and we also want to affect some change in, in underserved populations so one of our main goals there is to help people from underserved populations access these better jobs in these areas where they normally wouldn't even be able to get to like transportation is, is a human problem, right? It's not a tech problem. Um, we can use cool tech to solve it now because we have it, but it's, it's just a human problem. It's one of the biggest issues or, or barriers to people getting jobs right now.
0: It's cool, man. I, I, I just, I, the whole thing's freaking awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, seriously, I'm uh, I, completely on board with what you guys are, are doing. Uh, I guess in regards to scale, right? You know, that's, that's something that you're currently doing and you're expanding. Uh, you are excited about it. You scared about it. You know, it's, it's new, right? It's a, it's a new mm-hmm. part of the business for you. So, so what's the feeling around that?
2: Well, didn't they say something like physiologically or, or the biochemical reaction of fear is the same as excitement, so, something like that. So I guess both, I don't know. You're the doctor.
1: <laughs> it does stimulate the same areas of the brain, right? Our brain doesn't yeah. really understand a lot of the differences.
2: So. Well, so, so I grew up that way, right? Like my, my parents always pushed us to be in uncomfortable positions or situations, right? And they wanted us to learn that way. I think I was fortunate enough to have that from, from my parents growing up. Um, so I love it. And I just jump right into that. So I, if it's not fear and excitement, then it's, it's not worth it, I guess.
0: Yeah, I, I sum that up with the word thrill. I, I like yeah. that thrill, you know, exactly. I, I think most of us like to like maybe maybe I'm just making that up. Most of us probably don't like thrill. There's a reason people are like to stay comfortable. I do, mm-hmm. though. I, <laughs> I think most yeah. entrepreneurs do. You know, they get something from that. Um, and, and you're 100 percent right. You know, you can you can take those emotions, you know, before a performance, before an event, before you got to do something where you're putting yourself out there and you can look at it as anxiety or you can look at it as your body. Ramping you up and preparing you for success, you know, to just go out and, and kill it and crush it. Yeah. Uh, that—that's my preference, right? All—all up here, how we—how we look at the way we're we're feeling and the emotions we're going through.
2: Yeah, well, I think that's the mindset thing. Is is kind of one of the other big lessons we learned through this process, right? It's like there's always going to be like a negative side to anything you do, but it's it's all in the way that you you frame it in your mind, right? Like even with with COVID and the pivot that we made um most transportation businesses I think lost most of if not all their revenue right a lot of them we saw go down during the 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 height of the pandemic but for us we we kind of just looked at it and said okay well transportation is not dead it's just what what frame of mind do we need to have to to be able to kind of dive into this and and solve an issue still
0: do you Do you find having a partner when it comes to mindset is, is helpful in kind of level setting and and resetting on the perspective?
2: Oh, a hundred percent. I, I, I really, I don't think I could be a solopreneur. Uh, and I, I, I don't know how people do it because I worked for one as well previously, another startup uh, before this, but, um, first of all, it's lonely, right? I think we just don't like to be lonely or be alone. It's cool to have somebody there with you. Like when I'm having a bad day, I can just call them and say, look, I'm, I'm at wit's end here with everything, um, but but yeah, he we're very opposite people as well. Like, I'm, I'm really extroverted. I have a lot of energy. Uh, I'm a little bit crazier and I have all these crazy ideas that I bring to the table. Uh, and then he sits there and says, OK, well, <laughs> here's what we can actually do. Here's how I'm going to put it together. Um, and he kind of levels me off that way. But, you know, if I don't pull him forward and he doesn't kind of pull me back a bit, I think we, we, we wouldn't be able to work properly and, and this company wouldn't work properly
0: so so you're saying that the 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 balance between you two is important right you know the difference in personality and the difference to the way you guys are is kind of an important uh that re- it, it it's an important part of the relationship the relationship might not work without that
2: yeah that that mixed with i guess just blind trust for each other um he is my mom's favorite son so <laughs>
0: <laughs> don't you dare doc i already know what you're going to say man.
1: <laughs> then i don't need to say it
0: yeah <laughs> he, he, he was ramping up to say the same thing about my mom i can guarantee it. i i 100 I, I guarantee it <laughs> yeah the, the yin and yang you got something to, to say doc besides that yeah <laughs>
1: i was just gonna shout out hi mrs blum
0: oh come on
1: (laughs) man all right that's how we stay favorites
0: yeah yeah your your mom loves me too though so let's let's not pretend this is a one-way street i've had a couple beers with your mom so i know it's true
1: (laughs) that is a true
2: statement
0: yeah you know eric i i mean i'm with you uh i i run a business where i'm pretty much on my own. And that's hard. I I mean, if you don't have a a partner or a team, you're involved, you kind of have to create one in in a way, you know, and and whether that's through employees or mentors or whatever it happens to be, I I think it's very easy to get lonely. And there's times we need to get kind of kicked. And -hmm. there's times we need to get hugged. And that, that they're both okay, but you can't, can't like kick yourself really You can't really hug yourself. At least not without looking real awkward on the bus uh <laughs> <laughs> so you know at the r solopreneur it's really important to build a team and a community around you and we've talked we just talked about that in our last podcast a little bit um i know that i much prefer running this business jb and the doctor i much prefer running it with a partner uh first of all, it sounds better in the name, but second of all, it's nice to have somebody who's a very good balance. And if all of our listeners can't tell, we are like polar opposites in so many ways. (laughs) So many ways. Those would be the last three words he speaks on this podcast probably. (laughs) Uh, All right. So, What to you has been the most exciting thing about the business to date? I mean, what's really been just like, wow, this is the best. And was it expected or
2: unexpected? I'm going to get really cheesy here, I think. Um, But it's, it's true, though. Like, so we started the business to help people, right? Like, like otherwise we would have uh, stayed in our streams and, and kind of moved up in our jobs, right? Or, or, or gone to do something else, lived a comfortable life. But we really wanted to help people. So I, I was picking up a check from a client. Um, I was at the factory, uh, getting the check. Somebody's out there on break outside. And uh, I said, oh, I'm picking up for Hopin Technologies. And he walks over, he says, did you say Hopin Technology? I said, yeah. And he comes over and shakes my hand. And he said, I ride your bus every day. I've been riding it for the past six months. And it's amazing. That's all he said. He said, you're doing good work. And that's it. But that was so cool. Like,
0: I love it. (laughs) Absolutely love it. One of the things where we just believe in core value system with us, um, we call it the Be Rich Mindset. But part of that is, you know, helping others, we just have an absolute desire to help others. If you want to really have fulfillment and satisfaction in life, I think, I think you need to do that. I'm not sure you can run a a business uh, in a very natural way without being able to do something that helps people just, you know, yeah, it's great to, to make a living and earn money off of it. But there is there is much, much more in life to helping and being able to give to others that that business facilitates.
2: Well, I think I think there's a lot of these companies or tech companies that are coming up now that they have really cool software, really cool tech. But you have to question, are they really solving uh, a core issue? Right. And, and do they really understand people? Um, and I think that's the difference between being disruptive and destructive, right? <clears throat> to the point where I think a lot of these tech companies now are starting to be a little bit destructive. Um, I think if you don't look at the infrastructure that's already there, I'll use infrastructure, but I think, uh, you know, let's, let's make it a bit softer, <laughs> but if you don't look at the existing infrastructure of of society uh, and see how you can fit into that and you, how you can solve problems, um, instead of just kind of throwing yourself into there like a bomb and, and kind of exploding on the scene, uh, you're not really solving a real issue. Right? So that's why it took us two years to sell something because we weren't just going to put out some really cool apps into the market and, and, destroy the entire industry.
0: It sounds like that's really important to you.
2: Oh, yeah. I mean, I was, again, coming back from my parents, I was fortunate enough to watch them build a consulting business as well on the side growing up. Um, My dad's done a really a few really cool things in in entrepreneurship, too. But the core there was always, you know, are you doing something good? Like, are are you actually doing something to help people? Is this is this a need for them? Um, So raised on those values i think it just it never left and uh boyd my co-founder is he's, he's the exact same way as me And i think i think the whole team is that way too to be honest like <clears throat> they were all well for the most part in, in really comfortable jobs uh doing pretty well for themselves but they decided to come and join us to do this because I, I i truly believe that the whole team believes in the mission and uh and it's something that they want to accomplish as well
0: that's when great things can get done right there Oh, I, mean, yeah. I, tr- I
2: truly when you, when you
0: get a lot of people rowing the boat in the same direction and everybody's on the same page and and looking uh, to align to the same values and impact, a powerful, yeah. powerful thing. I I have no doubt you're going to have some great things happening, Eric, and it's it's going to be really really cool to watch and see. And uh, you know I'm not I'm not going to tell you where you should be going and spending your time but i sure as hell hope i see you down here in fort lauderdale florida at some time some point in time i want to see a hopping bus out here man well maybe not fort lauderdale because we're pretty urban but yeah outside of fort lauderdale um
2: i just think it's uh, super cool we'll get you a a jb and the dr branded bus thanks (laughs) you'll see one (laughs) driving by one day
0: (laughs) you get you guys heard it here first it's
2: happening
1: you might enjoy the weather more so that's if nothing else you can come down <laughs> for that break
2: you know what I love the cold weather when it's it's minus 20 out here today uh Celsius it's minus 20 Celsius with the wind chill and I love this weather I was
0: gonna say I love cold weather too it was 65 degrees this morning uh <laughs> 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 that's my favorite time of year in Florida but negative 20.
1: Which is a little frigid for us. Um,
0: if you're just listening to us on the podcast, you're not watching this on YouTube. You should
1: have just seen our faces. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't. I don't own a jacket, so I don't know how I would fare there. So, this is
2: this is the perfect weather to go out on the pond and play some hockey. I, right, I know well, it sounds super Canadian, but that's... <laughs> it does. So, although is pretty
1: popular down here. So I'm going to also oh. see. Uh, We haven't given enough love, so maybe we should. Boyd, your business partner, is the sane one of the two of you. I I appreciate that as the sane one of us. Um, So I'll have to meet Boyd and have a conversation with him one day, just so that we can have that synergy.
2: Yeah, our uh, JBR help group for the uh, the abuse friend meets every Monday. If you want to
0: join. (laughs) Yeah, you know what? I'll I'll bring. I'll bring some beer. I'll I'll say this, kind of as a wrap up. Uh, I got a son. He's he's about seven, eight years old. And I keep trying to get him into hockey, but maybe not for the same reason a Canadian might try to get into hockey. For me in, in Florida, you know, he plays soccer. It is hot as hell, man, to sit on a soccer field all day. You know what an ice rink has air conditioning, you know, what an ice rink has a bar. <laughs> I'm like, man, you're playing the wrong sport kid. Let's, let's try this one again. He's like, dad, I don't really like it. I'm like, try it again. Just one more. Tr- one more try. <laughs>
2: You gotta, you gotta get seasons tickets to the Panthers or the Lightning. <laughs> Take them over
0: there. Yeah, that that's kind of the Docs thing. He he loves to go to the games. He he knows like half the people at the stadium. It's pretty wild.
2: Oh yeah. Wait, so to... Panther Panthers or Lightning though? Which we're the
1: Panthers. Yeah. Okay, down here and currently. I don't. Uh, I don't know where they'll be when this comes out, but they're currently in the first in their division and in the
2: league. So we're gonna run that as long as we can. We you know that's second? okay. We're Toronto hasn't had a cup since I think like 67 or something. So you guys are, are always ahead of us.
1: (laughs) We haven't had it ever. So we're we're on our path. (laughs) (laughs) Speaking of on a path, uh, we really appreciate you coming. And I know our audience is getting some really good education out of this uh, as well as us learning about smart cities. Um, Is we heard that there's something else that you had for our audience. Would you like to tell them about that?
2: Yeah, we have a, a promo going on for any businesses that uh, that are looking for, for help with recruiting or, or retention uh, that are kind of outside the core areas. Uh, until February 4th, uh, if you sign up for at least six months, you'll get 10% off of two months. Nice. So February 4th, and uh, yeah, you can reach us at hopin.tech.com. There's a, a form you can fill out as well to contact us, and uh, I will most likely be the one answering you, so...
1: I just want to let our our audience know how how nice Eric is. That that deal ended uh, two weeks ago, so he's extending <laughs> it just for you guys. So really take advantage of it if if you can, because that's super nice of him just for
2: you. We, we're we're rebranding it to JB and the Doctor promo. Just a uh, a nice logo there with the promo on it.
0: It's gonna look one good on step, It's one step bus. closer to the bus, right? Yeah.
2: Yeah. <laughs> It's it's baby steps, right? You got (laughs) to (laughs) learn.
0: We'll take it. We'll take it. Well, Eric, absolutely loved having you on the show, man, and in the lab. Great conversation. Super excited to see where 2022 takes you. Uh, Thanks for joining us, dude. Seriously.
2: Thanks for having me. This was a lot of fun.
1: Definitely great meeting you.
0: You know, Doc, that was not the normal entrepreneur we have on our show. But I think I enjoyed the conversation as much or more than a lot of them that we have Eric is just doing some really cool stuff out there.
1: I like the innovation that's to take the risk to try something that hasn't been done is always very intriguing to me. Um, The mindset that has to go behind it and how much planning and as we heard Eric saying putting those couple of years of research in to get that proof of concept was it's it's it takes a lot of patience and it takes a lot of energy to do that
0: something else right they 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 launch they fail and for a lot of people a a failure like that could be it you know we're done we we made the effort uh and what did they do they don't double down they triple down six months eight hours a day just educating themselves and getting themselves prepared for the next iteration that type of I don't wanna call it like fanaticism, but that type of uh, determination, big indicator of success in my
1: mind. Well, and I'm sure you've heard me say a bunch of times and I'm sure our listeners have heard it once or twice. I don't think that things are failures. I think everything's an experiment, right? So those iterations are running experiments and seeing which ones work and which ones work better and then making the adjustments and moving forward. So it's always just gaining knowledge.
0: And and, and probably the words I would use is, failure's not a bad thing. You know, and to your point, an experiment is an experiment, but we've got to get over this whole failure thing. Uh, Failure just means that you got different results than you expected. That's it. And that's okay. It's probably even good.
1: And using the word failure is not necessarily a bad thing either. It's kind of just how we've created it, right? Like the idea of failure doesn't make you a failure. It makes that iteration of that experiment a failure which is fine because that's, you need to know which ones don't work. So, you know, which ones do work.
0: Big difference right there, right? It, it, as opposed to internalizing it, just kind of uh, keeping that perspective and, and kind of separating itself from your identity. Big difference right there. Uh, great way to keep yourself sane <laughs> during yes. the process that you're starting out yeah. or man, even if you're in the thick of it, you know, as, as you're ongoing. Uh, well, anyways, if you're in the lab with us, if you're a member of the community, uh, you can connect with Eric directly, all his information's in the show notes. If you're listening to this over the air, if you're watching it on YouTube, you, uh, you saw the links to his website below already. Uh, but you know, if you're not in the EML, get your butts in there so you can connect with guys like Eric, because obviously some great opportunities and some great stuff going on that you might have a real interest in. And, uh, doc, it, it goes without saying that, you know, the, the is there to, Help you learn and gain access to fantastic resources like hop and tech.
1: So really just cool stuff. Absolutely. And of course, you can always find us on all our social media at JB and the Doctor or on our website at JBandthe Doctor.com.
0: Yep. Like, subscribe, follow, give us a five star review. We are here for you. Real conversations with real professionals every single week. I'm JB and I'm
1: out. I'm the doctor. Peace out, yo.